welcome to another episode of a podcast that is called Being and Doing. And today I'm talking to Christine Hilichenko. Uh, and as usual, I will try to describe, describe Christine in several words, which is very difficult because her personality is so like all encompassing that <laughs> it's very difficult to, to say something uh, um, so narrow about Christine, but I will try. Uh, the reason I think she's a great guest for this podcast is that um, there is this energy in her that is extremely uh, visible at first sight that really attracted me to her. Uh, and um, on the surface, she's a scientist. And I think she lives her life as a scientist, extremely curious, extremely explorative. But then she also has this artistic part of herself, which uh, notices the small things, loves the world, is amazed by the world, and is also able to nurture it. Um, and then, uh, again, she's not only this, but she also is a president of a charity, which is called Raymond Nicolet Trust, uh, which is um, interested in helping education in Serbia. Uh, and that's all I know about her, but I'm sure there's so much more to find out. And that's why... Hello, Christine. <laughs> Hello, um, so I would just start with the question of uh, if you are to describe yourself professionally, what would you say you are? What do you do? For how long? Why that? So we can start with that and then from there we will go further. Okay, so I'm a scientist. I'm a research associate in, uh, in structural biology uh, in, uh, at the University of Cambridge uh, in the hematology department. So we're working uh, on leukemia, so on blood cancer. And uh, I've been in Cambridge for like uh, 16 years. And I've always been uh, interested in uh, scientific, um, in medical research. I mean, I always wanted to do that since I was a little child. And, uh, but I wanted like, to, I mean, I started actually medical school and then I stopped and switched to, to research because uh, I wanted to you know, to find, to understand how things were, were working, you know, how you could actually uh, ultimately change things for the better, you know, as if disease-wise or other things like that. So, so I'm very, I'm very happy in my in my job. I mean, like uh, exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah. I mean, too interesting to share one story with you because I started in the similar way of thinking. So I wanted to to go to medical school because I was interested in how the body works. And then I went to the science school that we both know off and then I realized well you don't need to to be a doctor only you exactly. can actually be a scientist exactly <laughs> and I found it actually more interesting being a scientist yes. than a doctor because in you know, a doctor I mean medical doctor give okay tablets whatever but actually they don't understand or you know you need to do research to really understand how things are working you know I think medical study show you how you know description of your body or description of everything but not how things are working so yeah. yes I mean I guess the the good doctors would know both but yes but the best thing is the combination exactly yeah between the two the communication yeah. exactly I guess, yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. I agree with you and actually when was it that you felt this is the job I want to do this I really like and what was that feeling like 
it was, as I said, since I was a little child. I mean, like, I think it was because, as I said, I wanted to, to do something to to be uh, to change the world. And I mean, uh, not not change the world in a big way, but to, to make a, the world a better place. You know what I mean? For, for example, sick, sick people or, you know, so uh, and to do that, you need to understand how things work. So our way. I never changed my mind. I always wanted to, to do that. Like so, it was very early on. I mean, and as I say, we see, I went to medicine and then I switched and I say, okay, medicine is not exactly what I want to do. I mean, I need to really understand a little bit better. But uh, I mean, I have no no regret at all about my past. And I think, even you know, like uh, I think you, always when there's an opportunity somewhere or, or, or a door somewhere, I never think actually twice. I always go through this door and I say, okay, I'm going to go there and see what is out there. If it is a mistake or if it's not the right path, that doesn't matter. I'm going to learn more by doing mistake and maybe not going the right path. After I can join another path and I can join maybe a path which is maybe better for me or a path where I would feel happier. But it doesn't matter. I never, I never hesitate any, for anything. I just go through the door and, at, and then I see, and at least I know what is after the door. Because if you never cross this door, then you will never know. So yes, the, the, there was this message you sent me about not being afraid to no, leave exactly. your path because yeah. you just never know which tools for your exactly. other path. You yes, exactly. And you never way. know if you don't go through this door. You never know what is out there. You know, it might not be what you want, but how do you know if you never? go this path you have yes. to go this path and then after and then you learn plenty of things about yourself oh, well, I mean especially what you don't like you know I mean you have to, to know if you don't if you don't experience it then you will never know what you don't like or what you don't want you know like you might have a goal okay it is what I like but maybe maybe it's not exactly what you like I mean like and I want to ask you here, um, so normally what stops people from going through these doors is, is fear yes. and fear of the unknown. And I, f I tend to feel it in myself, although I'm very much like you, I always go, but there, are, I would like to go through it with less hesitation, let's say. Do you feel that fear? And if you do sometimes, how do you deal with this? I don't, I must say, I don't feel this fair because maybe, you know, when you're a bit older, you maybe have, I mean, I might have when I was younger, maybe more fear. But I, I, I think that the excitement and the, the desire to discover, of discovery, ah, yes. is higher than actually the fear. The fear. I mean, I, let go, I need to see what is out there. I need to see what is out behind this door and that is that, that is beyond fear. you know what i mean that's uh, stronger than the fear so that we go <laughs> i'm too curious to just stay behind the behind door, the door. <laughs> I, mean, I have I to see what feeling. it is on the other side <laughs> <laughs> i mean for me like life I, I live life fully you know what i mean i want to just discover meet as many people as i can as many cultures as i can as many things as i can so it's not going you're not going to do that by just staying in one room oh, i absolutely mean not, yeah. you have to go there and that's it and that's good like yeah. even if it's uh, it's plenty of things bad thing good thing but you know it's life that's the world you know like it's yes. good and i'm curious what was the most surprising thing you discovered on on all of those journeys you had some what was something that really almost like shook you to the core that you were not expecting 
Oh, this is a difficult question. <laughs> you can have I a think about yes, it. Yes, I don't and know. After, like, uh, you can have a think in the yeah. back of your head yes, while yeah. we are yeah, yeah. going with some yeah. other questions. Um, and then, again, another part of you is uh, obviously helping people. Uh, you do that, to my knowledge, at uh, this time through the charity. But if there are other ways, please share them with us. Um, where did this come from and uh, how did it develop? And tell us more about the charity itself so that people are aware of what you are doing and how it's working. So I think that's come, I mean, I think your character is shaped by your childhood, I think, you know, like, so I think it comes from my my childhood and my, my upbringing, you know, like from my parents. And my, my parents were very open-minded, pe- I mean, people and uh, and very... Uh, they, they did a lot of philanthropy as well, and, and they love, they are what you call humanists, they love people, and they love like discovering other culture. You know, at home there were always plenty of people from everywhere. I mean, it was, so I think that shaped my, uh, you know, how I am, I mean, my personality. And uh, and having there always those people from different culture, you know, that is, so that, and always they taught me, uh, you know, being humanist to just like, try to help people and especially to give back, you know, because we were lucky, you know, and I mean, we were, uh, I mean, not a rich family, but, you know, we could live nicely or whatever. But so you have obviously, when you are older, try to find a job where you can actually give back what you had, I mean, and change it and make and help people which haven't been so lucky, you know, so they always told me that. And I mean, I always, even when I was a child, you know, like uh, I've been, when I was at medical school, I've been to Africa, like for for two years to help uh, um, an African doctor. And I mean, uh, it was always there. I mean, uh, so yeah, that's come from my uh, upbringing. I mean, my parents were like that as well. And uh, I think, you know, you need to, and especially for that, you need to, um, you know, like especially we, we are a lot of people now. You need we need to be able to support each other. I mean, like to to share resources. You know, because now there's so many people in the world. Like, if we don't do that, we can, there's going to be a point where there will be not enough food. There will be not uh, enough resources. So we need able to work together to be able to to share those resources. And I mean, especially not to have just you know a resources which is. Um, concentrated in in one part of the world where you know the money is or whatever no 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 share like uh, uh, that is important and I mean and that's why it's important as well to to, to do like when we can when when we have the facility like like the charity try to, to see where our help is needed you know we I mean my parents were see this way as you know we are there you know like to we are part of a a big like if you want like to change humanity to make a better place, you know, every um, human being is a little stone, if you want to have a little part in it. So if, if everybody is doing a little bit, you know, then you can all together, we can change the world. I mean, it's like it's like science, you know, like every little step count. I mean, so yes. and um, yeah, so that's why we know. And one of the friend of my parents, like Raymond Nicolet, was a journalist and he, he was like uh, doing a lot of philanthropy and helping, he spent his life helping uh, children, I mean mostly, and uh, and and through again, you know, the same sort of attitude, through discovering, discovering like other cultures as well, not only children in France, but I mean try to discover people and see 
you know, what was needed and how he could change humanity. So, so that's why I, when I, I was invited to, to, to Serbia like a, a few years ago, uh, and at the same time, when I was invited, he died. Uh, and in his way, he, he left a lot of money, I mean, to my son and other things. So I said, well, what could I do with this, with this money? How could I, you know, change things, you know, like... Uh, uh, and that's why I decided to, to create um, this charity, which bears his name, I mean, uh, to, to, to support education in Serbia, because when I've been there, I could see the challenge, you know, like, like teachers were facing there. I mean, like, and again, it's another, it's another, another culture. So, I mean, it's not you helping, but then you, you discover yourself as well, you know, you enrich yourself as well, you know, like, so it's going both ways, you know, I mean, obviously, I give, uh, we give to them, but I mean, they give a lot to me, you know, because I learn a, a lot of things as well. So, I mean, everything needs to be, to go both way, in my opinion, to work. So I would, there are many questions that stem from this, but I will start with, can you say more about Raymond Nicolet? Because I don't know, and I would say it's important to honor what he did. So maybe that would be the first question and then we can go. Yeah. So Raymond Nicolet was a, a French journalist. He was uh, the director of a French uh, newspaper called uh, Les Républicains. And he has always, um, so he loved like, he was a humanist, what I mean by that, as I say, he loved people, you know, he loved humanity in the whole, he loved like uh, discover new culture, discover new people, I mean, and. Uh, and he was always like, obviously, he was writing a lot of articles, and he was always like um, discovering new things, and um, and he was and he was not afraid like to speak his mind, which I, I love. You know, sometimes you just fear, you know, depending of the you know, social environment or the cultural environment at this time. Okay, you're not not going to say something. He always um, speak his mind, but keeping. Um, uh, respect as well, you know, not not like uh, being too offending or, or whatever. And uh, he was like, um, uh, so he first started, it was interesting, his life is very interesting. He first started as a, a police inspector when he was very young. And because of the war, and because, I mean, you know, in France, obviously there was collaboration between like the, the German government and I mean, and especially the police was involved. So he, he decided, you know, he has this true belief. He decided, you know, I can't be involved in that. So he quit police. He went into the resistance, you know, like very young. I mean, he was 25, whatever. Uh, and then he, he helped as well, obviously, Jewish people. I mean, you know, to hide. I mean, he really support uh, all those people during the war. So from that, he got a lot of, um, not a word like recognition from the French government and the English government as well. And after a while, uh, so after the war, because he wanted, he hasn't discovered enough, obviously, he um, went to Africa and was um, obviously doing some trading and exchanging, you know, selling things and etc. for a while and then uh, again to discover people. And then after he went back to France and then uh, became a journalist. So imagine you know, the past, you know, how many, how he didn't, he was not afraid, you know what I mean, to explore different paths and then come back to another past. And, uh, but he was always, so he, he was always like trying to help people. And uh, I mean, each time helping, um, I mean, especially like children often, like when he died, he, he gave a lot of um, 
of his money to an orphan charity in France. I mean, like his full house, he gave it to 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 to, to the charity for, for to be able to to welcome like orphans and stuff like that. He was he was always like thinking uh, of others before himself. You know, like he, that's why I thought that's why this charity has to bear his name. I mean, like just to because this charity has the same value of of his value. So I think that and he would have loved to to explore, to go to Serbia, to, to meet those children. I mean, I know, I mean, he must be so happy to, to look what we are doing. Like. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure because I'm happy looking at yeah. it. And someone who has actually made it happen. Yes, yes. It yes. must, it must, would, it yeah. would have been very satisfying exactly, to, to watch yeah, yeah. something being built like And this. he was always as well, always happy. You know, he would never complain. You know, like I say, instead of, you know, giving up some time or, or criticizing something, he will try to find a solution, solution, exactly, to say, okay, there's always a solution to everything. You know, sometimes you don't find it first, but at least you try or you go this to, towards this direction. You know. He was a very positive person like me. I mean, so we were getting on very well. And he was the godson of my, um, the godfather, sorry, of my son. son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. And... Um, so on the along the lines of of when you give a lot more comes back to you what do you think was the most that you got from Serbia and from uh from the children and from from everything that you have built so far in this process I think it is when I especially children I think you know it's important to to be sure each child you know, in the world has the same access to education because they are the future of a country. You know, it is, uh, and it is not only, it's not only obviously they will get job and to make, you know, to make this economy stronger, but I'm talking even more importantly for me, it is uh, the future of, the future of the ideas and how, you know, everything uh, will shape Serbia. So it's, Im- it's important as those children are able t- to think freely what i mean like they don't have like they can have access to any kind of uh, support or not not to, to not for example be you know if you have your mind occupied by material thing you know if you don't have access then you can't think about something else so i mean i mean they have to have access to everything to be able to have their mind free and to be able to be creative and, and this kind of thing and i mean so and i mean just to you know each time i go to serbia like we've been like in, in february uh, and and those and we did like a little um, a little not reward ceremony because we organized like a, an art competition, and they have organized like a, a music. Uh, some some children were, were playing an instrument, and some of them were reading poems. I mean, it was beautiful just to see that for me, just to see that they were like happy, make me happy. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to see them, especially children. Where, so that's just to, to, to see them happy. I mean, that's enough for me. Like I can see, okay, I made, I made a difference there. I mean, you know, like, is it not? And then, just, and then they will become like creative adult and adult which going to change as well. Like they're going to give back as well. They will be able to give back because, because I gave, we gave something to them. You know, yes. I mean, that would be. So. Yeah, that, so that speaks also about the scarcity mentality that we often have because we constantly repeat ourselves the stories. There is not enough resources. Things are bad. Everything is bad. And then when we live from that mentality, it's it's very difficult to bring up people who will give 
if we are not able to bring ourselves in that mentality so you said along you said that that your family brought you that mentality because they gave a lot but have you witnessed places where you know the family was not able to to give that and what you provided through education or through these competitions actually almost liberated the child from this men- scarcity mentality so how does like did you see that shift in your work and how does that feel for you yeah exactly it is exactly what i was saying like you know if you you have to have somebody when you are young which show you you know obviously uh, that you, i mean it taught you how to give back etc but if you are in a in a place or in a situation where you cannot because materially you cannot and because you've got other problems to think of i mean uh, then you, you you cannot do that so i mean you have to to be able to have that and i think i, I could see that exactly as you say with children like if you know they have like you know they're mind free and uh, they have access to everything and don't have to struggle every day then obviously they can um spend their mind to other things you know the creative and think about other people like they, uh, they were not doing before but he, if you are constantly you know struggling you know all the day every day like you cannot do that uh, as understandable i mean like so yeah, yeah. and um now if we just try to tie in the story the idea of success because i find you extremely successful um what was the first time uh, that you were conscious of success as a concept and did you ever feel successful yourself uh, or is that not part of your thinking as uh, per se at all actually i mean i don't like the, the word success at all yeah. <laughs> i mean and i will explain why i think i mean first the definition of success for me is different in uh, in different culture in different society uh, at different time as well you know maybe and i think nowadays in our society success is just um, linked to professional success yes and for me i mean like my job like i mean i love science and i mean it's just a tool to to go where i want to go you know what i mean what i mean my goal is obviously try to to help others and to, to change life of people which are not less fortunate so and i use my job to do that so so i i won't call it for me i won't call it success for me or let me for me success will be happiness within yourself you know like uh, then uh, and then i feel happy you know when and i mean that can be you know obviously long term short term at a different period of your life you know like maybe you know like when i you know when i went to africa like you know for example to help this doctor then i was very happy there I, I, maybe within myself you know because i discovered a lot of people and I, and i could see i was changing life so that was you call it as a success but i think su- success for me is more happiness you know within yourself so i mean like for me like for example during a day i will feel successful when i'm happy you know I, i've done everything i could to for example if i make somebody happy you know during that day then i call it a success you know i will be then i say oh no i had a successful day then you know i, I didn't waste you know, for me as well you don't want to waste your your time 
doing nothing like um, in terms of helping people or giving back, you know, I mean, like then, so then I will feel, I feel happy if during my day I help one person or make somebody happy or be kind to, to somebody. And it's a simple thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, professional success to get like whatever, like how many award, whatever. I mean, for me, it's yeah. not too, too important. Like uh, just a tool, you know, like the profession, just a tool to discover things or, but, yeah. And then, uh, in in those terms, when you you use your profession as tools, there are always challenges, and there are always even even if your uh, vision of success is to help someone, it's not always easy to do that. So, um, how do you overcome those obstacles, and how what are the tools or resources inside you that you use to? not complain or as you described Raymond Nicolet the person that is always searching for a solution um, what is that in you that helps you to do that but that I think like science I mean my job helped me to do that as you say because I, I set up a goal you know like it might be very high at the beginning but I say okay I might not achieve it the first time or it might I might need like you know, I don't know, like 10 steps to achieve it. That doesn't matter, you know. If I just eat every day, I need to just go forward a little bit. Even if one day I go forward just two millimeters, it's still two millimeters. Yeah. It's still like a, a step forward. And that doesn't matter. It can, as you say, you know, some obstacles are, are harder, you know, to, to go through than other. but that doesn't matter. Maybe the day after, I will do a bigger step and that's it. But at the end, I'm going up, you know, I'm going towards this goal. And it is it's important, it's important bit. So, and Raymond was like that as well. And I'm quite a very positive person. And I, I say, like him, I say, there's always a solution to everything. You know, like you might not find it. It might be, as you say, very hard, but that doesn't matter. You have to have that in as a goal. And then you, tr you go towards this direction. And then you might, as I say, you might need to go maybe a different path to find it, but that's fine. You have to at least have that in mind and then work towards this goal. I mean, and, and even if one day you do a little step, that doesn't matter, it's still a step. Yes. Every step counts. counts. You know that in, in, in <laughs> research, you know, like, yeah. and, and as well, the important thing that I haven't mentioned is that is obviously richer and, and more important and, uh, when you work as a team as well. Because, oh, I mean, you know, I mean, you do imagine if you're alone, okay, you do your little step, but I mean, as a you know, a research team or everything, or as a charity, if everybody work together, little step, then you know, you make bigger steps. Bigger steps. <laughs> and and along those lines, because sometimes it is difficult to uh, gather people around the same goal so that you can make those small steps. Um, how do you find people you collaborate with, and how do you form this feeling of? our goal is common and that you you see that people are willing to contribute because that sometimes is a is the most challenging task no <laughs> no but i try to um as i, I try not to put you no know, too much pressure on them because i understand you know, for example the, the volunteer i mean everybody in, uh, as a charity they are volunteers so i mean they have other things to do you know that's fine but again i try to say okay that's our goal there uh, and i mean like you do your part when you can and I mean and I try to find where where they could depending on what they are looking for where they could feel their their path as well where that their contribution to the charity would make them happy 
So that would be a contribution to the charity, but that would be as well a contribution to to make them happier as well, you know, to try to discover themselves, like, uh, hopefully, and, uh, and I think that seems to work. I mean, like, so. Oh, it does work for <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I say, as a team, they can, it's nice because they could meet again. It's an opportunity to meet people. So as I say, to discover themselves, all those people, like, so. And, and in that sense, also, what I always struggle with is, is again, giving people space to express themselves does that come natural to you or is it something that you practiced over time <laughs> or uh... no 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 I say like yeah I mean that I found it I tried not to it's difficult uh, obviously in our society where we have you know a lot of pressure and I mean everything needs to be done quickly yes, then yeah. no I mean like he has to you have to give time to to people to, to, as you say, to find their creativity. And I mean, or, or else you don't achieve anything. You know, I think people don't work well if they are stressed and they don't take time. And if, you know, it's like when you walk, as I was saying before, you will, your little step, it's a step, but if you rush too much, you might just uh, fall, you know what I mean? And then you have to to go back actually to redo your step. So I think you, you, need, you need this space, like, uh, yeah. And th that's actually the reason that the podcast is called Being and Doing is actually the balance between how how are you doing and how are you being at the same time and how do you keep that constant leverage between the two because if you just do, do, do then there's also not point to live to life and if you are just being then you're also not productive so how do you achieve that balance it is <laughs> because a, you are a very doing person yeah but uh, 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 everything i'm doing make me happy yes and i mean as, a, as i was saying at the beginning you know like it's uh, we're talking about success so success for me is happiness you know so myself so i find it really rewarding i feel very very good i mean give me even more energy to do even more things like yes. and, and it doesn't have to be as as I was saying before it doesn't have to be like quick whatever but just to have some goal at least to have some project and to put people together and then that make me happy so I mean like then you create a positive feedback exact, loop for yourself yeah, exactly <laughs> you know, I'm happy and then and then I hope like through through my energy and my happiness other people will be happy and then it is what what you want you want to live your life this way and then I say through that and you make less fortunate people happy, which is no way, et cetera. It's like, you know, a snowball, you know, like, oh. Yeah. And then when you, call, you always have this extreme bias towards positivity and towards solution uh, kind of oriented thinking. Is there a pain um, or, or, or some mistakes that shaped you in a way that, the happiness didn't or like you know some struggles that you've gone through that you are of course willing to share that really shaped you profoundly um and, and then even made you better in in the happiness somehow i don't think so i mean, it, I mean because i always i say like or you don't see them as pain, i don't actually yeah, exactly exactly because I, I, i'm very very positive and and even the mistake i don't call them mistake for me mm -hmm. you know what I mean they are like so how do you call them what is that it's in your not head? a mistake it's an experience let's say you know okay. every little thing for me is a positive um, 
add to, to, to my life or to my experience. And I, I don't see them as a mistake. I see them as experience. I mean, and, and because I'm thinking positively, everything, even if it's not what I want, or even if you call it, you know, like a, a negative experience, it still make me think and make me realize, okay, maybe I don't want that. So, I mean, it's a positive add, I mean, t to my life at the yes. end. Like, so, I mean, for me, it's not a, I don't call it a mistake. I mean, you have to I call it yeah, an experience. You have to experience. I want to experience as many things as I can, because yes. then, then it, it enrich, it will enrich myself, and then build my personality, and this I will discover myself. So I don't, I don't call it yeah. I, mean, I won't call it mistake. That's very beautiful, <laughs> yeah. actually. I think I will change that in my vocabulary from now on, um, and then. Um, when we talk about um, navigating your path, what were the, let's say, the more difficult changes or the more difficult uh, um, truths that you were faced with that you were maybe for some time not maybe even willing to accept because they were so difficult, but then they f finally you were, when you accepted them, reality became richer and better? I think the... The thing I'm struggling to, of to to, to change, like uh, which sometimes like it's not struggling, which annoyed me, and uh, is like uh, like prejudices, you know, like prejudices of people, like because that just uh, it's like um, a wall mm -hmm. to everything. You know what I mean, if you want obviously to discover yourself, like I said, to go through this door, if you have if you have prejudices and what, then you're not going anywhere. For me, it's like. So, are you talking about prejudices inside yourself, or inside, or or prejudices that are present in society or in? But both actually, else? to answer your, from, yeah, it's both actually. You know, mm -hmm. I think we have like we tend to have like pre, uh, what is preconceived like um, ideas, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, which are as you say shaped by the society uh, at a time or, or everything. And I think that is, that is very difficult for people and even for, for, for myself you know, in general to change. And you need to be able to say, okay, you know, like I've been to, you know, you need to realize, uh, okay, I, I've been too, I don't know, selfish there, you know, I've been too selfish, I need to change. And I mean, you need to recognize, you know, your your weakness to be able to correct them, you know, like to, so, and that is, is difficult, I think, because that everybody found it difficult. I mean, at least first to recognize them, yeah. <laughs> that's for, that's for, and then, and then to be able to correct them and, and to work uh, around that. But And do you, do you have an active process, a conscious process to do that? Or is it something that is just because the interactions are coming and then you're seeing something is not working and then you start thinking about it? So how, how those, how do those changes happen in you? Oh, it's not a, yeah, it's not an active process. I think it is, uh, it's coming like that with the, all the interaction. I mean, if something is not right or SEO, you know, yeah, it's just coming by itself. Like, but, but you have to to do that, I think, and uh, you have to be aware of what is around you, be really like, as you were saying, but I think being a scientist that help as well, be able to observe everything, you know, like, uh, and uh, 
uh, uh, yeah, be able to observe anything and take back and processing and uh, you need to take times again, you know, to observe things. These people don't have time, time. to do that. <laughs> yes. And how do you give yourself time and space and kindness? But uh, I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's like every you know. It's like a different level. You know, it's, it can be a little something which takes five minutes, so that or, or, or more things. So I mean, it's like all the time. Or or your garden. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It can be no kindness. Can be not. It's it's not only it's a behavior. You know what I mean, it doesn't have to be a material thing or towards somebody. It's like a general behavior. Like you know, it would be, I say like kindness to my son or kindness to I don't know like uh, so so it doesn't need space I mean I life. don't think it needs space to be kind I mean you have to yeah. just be it all the time or or try to be all the time you know sometimes you, know, you are tired or whatever but at least go t- towards that you know what I mean like yeah. try your best you know to be kind. to embody that. exactly yeah because yeah. sometimes I say you don't have you know you're tired or you know don't have the mind but at least you try to I mean, and also like what is amazing for me is that your your brain or like your your mental space does not even have this concept of self-judgment, of of loathing, of of, you know, kind of um, uh, kind of, oh, Christine, why did you do this? You know, so what do you think shaped that kind of thinking? Because it's really beautiful if, if you have that kind of headspace, it's very natural and easy to project that beauty on other people so do you nurture it um are you conscious of it because i observe it but <laughs> i i am <laughs> i'm not really um i i can't sit and understand where it comes from but you know it better basically i don't know actually <laughs> i don't know the answer to your question i mean i don't nurture it or i try to um i mean maybe we we'll answer one part of your question i try and i learn i mean like to remove any negativity from my life. I mean, like, you know, and I mean, you have some all the time. I mean, that's not coming from you, but it can come yeah. from the outside or whatever. But I try to, I, I know that that's not going to help me. You know what I mean? It's not going to help me. Well, why should I keep those negativity? So I try to reach them. I've got maybe, yeah, I would say maybe an armor against that. I try to reject any negativity. You know, like, for example, a person which can be negative thought, okay, I'm not going to take them. I, I would try, I mean, obviously, to help this person to remove this negative because that's not going to help you go anywhere. Like, so. yeah. And just to kind of round up um, this, this story of, of um, success is... Um, who really inspired you? Uh, we mentioned Raymond, but is there are there other people that really and your family um, that really shaped your visions of of success as being of service, of being kind and being good to other people? It's like as you say, mainly like yeah, my parents and uh, my friends that I choose. So obviously, I learn from them. I mean, you know, it's like everything. You know, friendship, whatever. It's go both direction. You give to somebody, they give you back. You know, in other way. But so and then yeah, Raymond Nicolet. But I think it's it's every everybody. You know, you don't realize it, but I mean, you you observe everybody and you get something from from them. I think so. Yeah, don't. I mean, it's a few big figures which you know through your childhood will will 
nurture you and help you. But I think every day or it's by observing everybody, you know, like, and uh, I think everybody Everybody's back. in the universe. No, it's true. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and now I will just go back to the small questions, um, uh, rapid fire, because uh, to be to be conscious of your time and, uh, and the fact that we have a meeting after this. Um, so what is the what is a book, a present or an idea? It doesn't have to be uh, all three that you give to other people the most that yes. you like to give. Yeah. So yeah. Little Prince. The Little yeah. Prince. And oh. that is, and it's, I mean, it's not automatically The Little Prince as a book, but I, I, I love the author, so Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, because, again, he was an humanist. You know what I mean? And that is very, I mean, this word is very important to me. I mean, because that covers everything. You know, he loved, he traveled a lot, you know, like everywhere. He observed people. He wrote about people. He wrote about men, you know, like humanity and men in general. Uh, 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 that is very important to me, you know, like you, you have to, to love, you know, like men and humanity to be able to, to change that and to and know, I mean, know how to, to um, discover them and to meet them. And I mean, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry was doing exactly that. You know, he was traveling, you know, he was coming from a very rich family. He could have stayed <laughs> in his castle doing nothing. No, no, no. I mean, he went like uh, everywhere. He enrolled, you know, he was an aviator, you know, like at one point. And then during that and during the war, and he was writing a book. He was meeting people, writing book. And and I mean, and he died, obviously, in his, uh, in his plane. And The Little Prince is a lovely book because it's about that, you know, about discovering different, you know, going to every planet, I mean, different people and uh, and... And, and that's, that's perfect. Yes. <laughs> that's really sad. Exactly. I have it in several languages. Yes, me too. I'm collecting in all languages. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a wonderful book. Yeah, and and, and wonderful I mean, the people should read as well the other book is done. Because I say, I mean, we talk about The Little Prince because it's, yes. it's very famous. But all the book is done. In, in all the books, you see, you have already a clue about how it was, you know, like some terrorism, there's homme, you know, there's men, humanity, there's like Korea du Sud, like trip, you know, as somebody which was open to the world, you know, open to humanity. Yes. I mean, that's, that's important. Uh, I mean, I am as well. I mean, it's how you chancing. You have, you have to be, you know, like uh, open to, to those people, you not know, to everybody. Or else nothing change, you know, like. Yes, absolutely. You need to nurture the plants in order exactly. for them to exactly. grow. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what is an absurd thing that not many people know about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no yes uh, yes sometimes yeah, just my friend knows that so I had like a I had a diving accident like 10, 10 14 years ago like um, or 10 years ago and I, I couldn't I lost uh, because I broke my internal here so I lost the balance no it's okay <laughs> I'm good now but I can I haven't recovered like 100% so if I'm in the dark <laughs> Then I can't like uh, walk straight. straight. <laughs> and oh in the God. lab, for example, they were actually like uh, laughing at me. <laughs> they were asking me just to, look, to to laugh at me, just to close my eyes and try to walk straight. And I can't. And uh, for example, if I and if I've got a cold, like so imagine if I've got my hair blocked, and if it's a bit dark, then definitely I can't walk straight the stair. So that, wow, that's okay, but I just yeah. I take it as a positive. Yeah, of it's course. not. It's yeah, of <laughs> course. Of course, it just but means you lived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> well, I found it, uh, yes, and not everybody. I mean, just my friend, you know, about the accident, no, and my, my lab, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, and uh, what kind of compliments do you like to receive? Or what kind of compliments, when you receive them, really make you feel good? Uh, but that I make a difference, you know. They, I don't, I don't like compliments so much. I mean, I don't. That is also a valid answer. Yeah, I yeah. had a very interesting uh, yeah. answer from a friend who yeah. said, "I don't want others people' vision of me, positive yes, or negative, exactly, yeah. to influence me." Yeah, I don't uh, no, I don't like compliments or yeah. And um, what has become more important and what less important to you uh, over time with you getting? Uh, the experience of, of of getting wiser and more mature? But definitely material things. <laughs> like um, getting less like important. Less is less important for me. Like, you know, people or, you know, like my friend. Are, I mean, like material things, expensive or not. I mean, it's not important for They're me. They're just <laughs> useful. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, just to finish off is there something you would like to ask yourself that you know you were dying to be asked by someone but just no one really noticed that about you <laughs> I don't know I think your interview was very good actually <laughs> no it was very good because it was about like, personality and you know the charity and uh, no I think you did a good job <laughs> uh, thank you <laughs> that's a compliment I'm willing yes. to accept <laughs> Uh, okay, so just for the end, and um, where can people find the charity and more information about it? And uh, where can people, if they want, connect with you? So, ooh, I don't know about that. So, we can, so we've got a website. Uh, mm -hmm. So, if you type, if you Google like Raymond Nicolet Trust, uh, you find we've got a website, a Facebook page, and, and uh, an, Instagram, an page. Instagram page. So they can just say some contact details there. And I mean, we yeah, we'd be very happy to have more people and then to discover more people. And, uh, yes, <laughs> and help in different ways, exactly. which unexpected exactly. ways. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you, Christine, yes. for your time. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's amazing to know you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You have just heard the story of Dr. Christine Hilchenko, a scientist at the Medical Research Council at the University of Cambridge and the co-founder of the Raymond Nicola Trust charity. Her determination to succeed in her full-time job as well in her charity work is ins inspirational for everyone involved to surpass the goals of the charity to support as many schools as possible. You can find more information about her and the charity on RaymondNicolaTrust.com. Thank you for joining me on this journey and please subscribe and spread the word so that these stories can reach more people.